Hello, friends. This is Derek Kistner, founder and executive director of the Greater Peoria House of Prayer. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Whether you're hearing from me, my wife Mandy, or a trusted leader, it's my hope that it would serve you well in your walk with Jesus. Maybe you're listening at home here in central Illinois, maybe in your vehicle, or even somewhere on the other side of the world. However you're tuning in or wherever you are, it's my prayer that what you hear helps you to love God, His Word, His Spirit, His Church, and the people you interact with each and every day. Thanks again for listening, and may the grace of God fill your heart as you listen to the following message. Father, we ask you for the release of revelation tonight. Lord, I thank you for all those gathered here in the room and uh, those who've tuned in on Facebook. Lord, give us understanding of your heart toward us. In the name of Jesus, amen. So tonight I want to talk about the compassion of Jesus, as you can see there on your notes. And these notes are online if you want to go download those right now or later. Um, And there's plenty of blank space to take notes if you need to. My notes actually went like two sentences onto that third page, so there's plenty of space for notes if you want to uh, write stuff down. But the reason I give notes is just so you can take these for further study. I love studying the Word of God. I absolutely, it's one of my greatest joys in life. And I, I've done it for 20 years. I plan to do it till the Lord takes me home. And then it'll go to a whole other level when we get to heaven. I mean, I can't imagine one day when we're, you know, we're there, we see him in person, and we're like, can you just teach us Genesis 1 today and what he'll say? And, oh, it'll go to another level. But until then, I'm just going to keep digging and keep looking for uh, God's heart. But um, I've been talking about the theme of uh, sympathy and compassion over the last few weeks. I think it's something that the Spirit has emphasized and something that we all just need to be reminded of and we need to grow in. Um, but let me just throw out a few verses to begin with here. And this is in the introduction. But if you look at verses like Matthew nine thirty six. Matthew 14, 14, I have them all written down here. Mark 1, 41, Mark 6, 34, they all use this term that Jesus was moved with compassion. He would look out at people, uh, at the crowds, or he'd look out over the multitudes when he was ministering to them, and it said he was moved. He was moved with compassion. And I think that phrase is being highlighted by the Holy Spirit right now for our the hour in which we live. I mean globally. I think if there is one word that, that God's trying to connect me to and us to and his church to, it's to this idea of his compassion. Because you see the world's getting angrier and more argumentative And, you know, there's division and there's this side and that side. And the Lord says, totally get out of that whole thing and and take on my heart and move in that direction. Jesus came to show us who God is and who God is, is a very compassionate person. He, in fact, scripture says that he has great compassion or he's full of compassion. Now, Jesus was always compassionate, but there were instances where he would look out over the thousands there that he was ministering to and his heart would just be so deeply touched because he knew how needy they were and how needy we are. And, and so I studied into this and I want to skip down through the intro there and I just want to highlight Matthew 9.36. It's right, written right there. I'll read it. 
But I'm telling you, if there is a word right now, it's compassion. And if there is a verse, it's Matthew 9.36. It says, when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them. Now listen to this next part. Because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. I want to tell you this for real. The world is weary right now like everyone, (laughs) like planet Earth, is weary. And billions of people feel like, I don't know what to do. Like it is is not a few here and there. It is like worldwide, people are weary and they don't have any sense of who can I turn to for leadership to to help me. It It is so, I mean, it's just not there right now. People are hurt. I mean, friends, in the last year and year and a half, we've gone through a global pandemic. I mean, I'm talking about in America, global pandemic. Uh, I mean, that's worldwide. But in America, we've gone through a political transition. We've gone through racial protests, racial uh, social strife. I mean, it has just been one thing after another. There's been uh, the George Floyd incident that, you know, produced all kinds of uh, social discussions and racial discussions. So you, you put all that together and you get a whole bunch of people that are going, what in the world? And you may be thinking that tonight, like, yeah, that's, I'm still putting pieces together. Like, what just happened? I think the last 12 to 18 months we'll look back and go, that was one of the most definitive moments of our life. The things that happened in that one year, you know, 12 to 18 months-ish, because we're still kind of feeling the reverberations of all of those things, the transition between presidents combined with racial and social tension, combined with a pandemic, combined with we're shutting our homes for months, all of that produced something, and we're still figuring it out. And some people have gone way over to, I'm just going to be angrier and I'm going to argue more. And I'm going to just really prove my point. And then there's the other direction. Jesus is saying, no, go way deeper into loving people, way deeper into compassion. Because most of those millions, those huge multitudes out there that you see, they're weary. They're just broken people like all of us. And they're like sheep without a shepherd. They need shepherds. They need leadership. They need people. They need someone to understand them. And so here's the thing. When Jesus, think of this, Jesus looks out over the crowd and he sees just tons of needy people. What's going on in his heart? Is he annoyed? Is he angered by how they're acting? Is he fuming because of a political agenda that he's trying to implement and they're not getting it? Is he apathetic toward them? Does he care? The Bible tells us when he looks at them, he feels compassion. The question tonight is, what do you feel? When you look out over the multitudes... When you look out over the crowds, and I mean, I don't mean literally, you know, you see a big crowd, but what about the online crowds? What about the crowds of people on TV, like the situation in Gaza that's been on the TV constantly? What about the, you know, the crowds of people you pass at the store as you go about your day, or the crowds of people that were involved in the protests, or the crowds of people that you worship with at church? 
When you look out over the multitudes, what moves you? What moves us? Are we annoyed? Are we angered? Are we apathetic? Do we feel compassion? It's really what I want to get at tonight, gang, is what's going on in us. Because I can tell you what I've seen play out on social media. I can tell you what I've seen play out in culture. Friends, we need Jesus. We need We need Jesus in the church. We need Jesus in the house of prayer. We need Jesus in our own heart because it's easy to just go, well, culture is going that way. Maybe we just go that. No, culture is always going to go where culture goes. It's up to us as believers to be counterculture, not not because we decide to be counterculture, but because we're looking into a different space. We see Jesus. We see his love for people and his compassion. So we just end up, we're, we're going over here. And we're calling people going, hey, I get, I know there's stuff going on, but the right way is the Jesus way. What moves you? What do you feel when you see people? I'll tell you this. I am, I am, I've seen people make in the last year, I've seen people go fiercely one direction or the other. It was a dividing line for sure. Are we going into Jesus? Or are we going to be politically obsessed? Are we going deeper into Jesus or we're going to be better at arguing? Deeper into Jesus or are we going to, you know, whatever thing you fill in the blank. There was a dividing line and Jesus is trying, I want you to get the memo. The memo is I want to bring my church to have a deeper love, deeper understanding Listening spirit, understanding people, compassion, like me. You getting what I'm saying tonight? What if, here's, here's a big what if. What if the past 12 to 18 months was a God-given opportunity for us to, you know what, you see 500,000 dead people? That's not a point to argue. That's, that's to grow in compassion. That's a, that's a gift to us to go, ah, that's, I need, to, I need to have compassion. There is millions of sick people, hundreds of thousands dying. I, I just need to love people more. Do we see that as a God-given opportunity? What if the past 12 to 18 months was intended by God to break our hearts more deeply instead of harden our stances more firmly? Seriously. What if the whole year, year and a half past has been, I'm trying to tenderize people's hearts. This isn't about getting a stance more firm. This isn't about, you know, some political thing. What do you see as the last, you know, year, year and a half doing in your own life? There are so many things that I could speak to tonight, but I want to mention three in particular because time is short Friends, I just want to encourage us to be like Jesus. I want you and me to be able to say in Matthew 9, 36, man, when I look at people, I feel compassion for them. And if we don't, it's cool. We can just go, you know what, Jesus, I repent. I want to be more like you. I want to love people. I want to feel what you feel. But man, I want to look at all the different groups out there and I want to be a part of the solution. I want to be a part of the healing. I want to be a part of... God's kingdom coming and touching people. You know what's interesting about the verses that talk about Jesus being moved with compassion? There was two manifestations that came from that. Do you know what they are? 
He was moved with compassion, so he did one of two things in all the different circumstances. He healed people, and he taught people. He healed people and he taught people. It said he would be moved with compassion and so he would release miracles. And in other instances, he's moved with compassion so he taught them how to live, how to walk with God. And I, I want you to get a vision to be that kind of shepherd, that kind of father, that kind of pastor, that kind of worship leader, that kind of brother or sister or whatever, fill in the blank, whatever your role is, be a shepherd that sees people as an opportunity to have compassion and do what you can. Oh, you're, you're in pain? Let's pray. Oh, you, you know, you don't, okay, I see, here, here's a book, or let me, let me help you with, be like Jesus. Now, we don't want to lecture people and all that, but, but there was two manifestations of Jesus' compassion. He didn't just say like, oh, I feel bad, that's it, see ya. <laughs> Hope life works out. No, he, he had a depth in God, so when he felt like, oh, I love these people, he'd sit there in a prayer line and pray for people until things happened. Or out of the, the depth of resource that he had gained through his life walking with God, he said, here, here's a Sermon on the Mount. Live that out. You'll be blessed. I mean, I think of the teaching Jesus gave Sermon on the Mount. It's like 10 points on how to be blessed. I'm blessed if you do this. Blessed if you do I mean, he's basically, here's a blessed life if you do this. Three areas, just real quick, three areas to grow in compassion. If we're seeing Jesus correctly, we're seeing a compassionate man, and therefore we're becoming more compassionate. I have a verse written down somewhere here, 2 Corinthians 3.18. Essentially, to see him is to become like him. If we see him, we become like him. And so if he's a compassionate man, we see that we become that. Three areas, real quick. If we're growing in compassion, we're moving from reaction to intercession. We don't just react to everything. We don't just have knee-jerk reaction. I can't believe they said that on the news. I can't believe... Things touch us differently. Oh, my gosh. Okay, let me take that to prayer. We need to make a transition. Reaction to intercession. It's okay to have thoughts and feelings and opinions, but if it just stays there and we never pray for people or situations, it's just, it hasn't risen to the level of Christian yet. You know what I mean? As Christians, we don't just look at the world, we, we process the world and we take it to God. It's called prayer. It's called worship. And so we have to do that more. We don't just kind of, oh, stuff in Gaza and, oh, there's people praying. Ah. No, we, we, we make sense of it. We take it to prayer. From reaction intercession, number two, from judging to listening. As Christians, as we grow in compassion, we, we have less and less of a desire to rush to judgment. Oh, that person on the street, they probably, you know, are just, you know, this or that. I can't believe they didn't go get a job or something. We don't think like that over time. What we think is, oh my gosh, I have no idea what happened. I just, I want to pray and practically help them. Our whole mindset shifts as we walk with Jesus. We're not just harshly judging people we have no idea about their life or their circumstances. We don't know why they're doing what they're doing. We don't know. I mean, Jesus could have lectured anybody, but instead he 
prayed with them. He healed them. He taught them the truth of Scripture. He walked with them. I mean, imagine if you're God. You don't really have to. You can just do whatever you want. And he came down and he, he met with people. He lived our life. He came to our level. You know, when I was really uh, young in the faith, I, I was really mean-spirited toward various groups. One of them was panhandlers. I just despised panhandlers. I mean, 18, 19, 20, you know everything at that point. <laughs> you think you do. And so whenever someone would ask for, for money, I would get really angry, and I'd go get a job, and I can't believe you would, you know, why are you just sitting here, you know? And, you know, fast forward 20 years, I'm ashamed to even say that that's what I was like. And I even had friends that would be like, bro, settle down. Like, they just need a dollar. I don't know why I got so worked up, but I would. Because I just, I was too young to understand how life works. Even at 18, 19, 20, sometimes life is really just so hard on people that it just, they break. And they just can't do what other people, and, and so they're not there to be made fun of. They're there to be helped. And sometimes the difference between someone staying in that position and getting out of it is just the kindness of people just coming to their level. And how can I help you in a practical way? And I've gotten wiser. You know, there's certain ways you help certain people. You don't just throw money at everybody. I mean, sometimes people, you just go buy them a meal. Others, you help fill out applications or, you know, this or that. But, you know, over 20 years, and I'm almost 40 now, it's like, ah, I can't believe I did that. Uh, I, I would like to think I'm a little better at listening and, and worse at judging. <laughs> and I hope all of us begin to move that direction more. Guys, what, who, I, what, you know, the people you see, you know, holding up signs or whatever, we actually, my wife and I prayed like, Lord, what do we do? Because some of them are just trying to rip people off and others are genuine and we don't know. And, and so we just prayed and the Lord gave us an idea. Uh, he gave Mandy an idea that I you know, take partial credit for. Uh, she always gets the good ideas, by the way. And uh, she said, you know, why don't we just make blessing bags and just keep them in our van? And when we see these people, we'll just give them a bag full of goodies and food and drinks and sodas. And, and so we're like ready in advance for this situation. And so we just all the time are giving bags to, you know, kids we see on the street or, you know, panhandlers or someone who, you know, says they're homeless. We just, oh, here's a whole bag of food. There you go. And uh, so just think proactively, you know, who are the people that bug you or get under your skin? Take it the next level. Jesus, give me compassion. What do I do? Oh, well, then do this or do that. So we have this little ministry, the blessing bag ministry that just comes right out of the back of our van. In fact, if you look in our van, there's like Kroger bags, you know, just crumpled up with cookies everywhere because they keep getting smashed by our kids. But they're there. They're ready for people. So that was a long one. So from reaction to intercession, from judging to listening, and this one, uh, just spend one quick minute on, um, from partisanship to discipleship. We need to get better at, again, reacting to praying, judging to listening. But this one, I got a little extra energy on, so maybe I'll take five minutes on it. I'm just going to come out and step on a few toes, Okay. Curtis is ready to get his toe stepped on. I'm here to tell you right now that, that there is an agenda out there, whether you know it or not. There's an agenda out there. This is not some big conspiracy. 
There is a war for your attention. There is a big war for your attention. And I want you to understand that the ultimate worldview you can have is a biblical worldview. A Christian worldview. A scripture-oriented worldview is ultimate. Okay? But many Christians today have switched that for a political worldview. And they watch five hours of news a day and get discipled by that worldview and are wondering, they're completely confused because they are, it's almost like they've switched their allegiance to Scripture and Jesus and the things of God. They begin to see life as like left versus right. And, and how can we get this political thing to over... And, and there, there's a lot of confusion right now, particularly in our country, because, folks, if we're not in prayer, if we're not in Scripture, there is something that's going to fill the vacuum. We're surrounded 24-7 by messaging. And so we got to turn it off and we got to go to the revelation. We got to go to Scripture. We got to fill our mind and renew our mind. If we stop doing that, we're just going to be bombarded with the messaging of culture, which is hyper politicized. And, and friends, it's not like, it's just, it is what it is. I'm not saying it's good or bad, it's just what it is. And so, there are people in this room, you lean conservative, Republican. There are people in this room, you lean liberal, you lean uh, Democratic. And here's the thing, that's okay, that's great. It's not ultimate. It's not ultimate. Presidents come and go, laws come and go. I don't mean we shouldn't stand against things like abortion. As the church, we need to pray like, Lord, you know, we want pro-life laws, things like that. But at the end of the day... The Word of God, okay, I think, one, I think my child's alive. <laughs> I love this place. So I was going somewhere about something. Yes. Okay, where was I at? The ultimate. The ultimate, yes. Friends, as Christians, Jesus is ultimate, right? I mean, I'm telling the truth. Scripture is our worldview. The Bible is our worldview. Don't fight the wrong battle your whole life. Guys, the right battle is in the heavens in prayer. doesn't mean we can't get politically involved. If you're called to politics, be the most awesome Christian politician out there. If you're called to that, do it. Most believers are, we're going to have jobs and we're going to have a sense of what's right and wrong, but but Jesus is ultimate. Scripture is ultimate. If we don't allow uh, our mind to be saturated in Scripture uh, and, and develop that biblical worldview, then if we don't allow that, at some point, it's like we'll be hijacked and we'll always view things as like left versus right. I want every single political persuasion to feel comfortable here because it's not ultimate. We recognize it's Jesus and then way down here, yeah, there's political things that need to work themselves out, but it's not, how, it's not the way we live our life. And I've seen, you know, especially through the presidential transition, I mean, a lot of believers like lost, they lost their mind. 
It, it was like, guys, no, 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 no. We, it, God's so big. And yes, I get it. We have favorite. You, you wanted this person or you wanted that person. But at the end of the day, Jesus is sovereign. And guess what? If he decides it's Biden, we go with it and we pray for him. Like, you getting what I'm saying here? We can't get stuck in thinking that like, oh, no, uh, you know, the Republican Party's not in. So the kingdom of God can't advance. What? No, that's a political worldview. A biblical worldview recognizes, no, God is so huge. He made planets and stars, and there's these little people that have little jobs. And we as the church have to recognize he's so big, and he can do anything through anybody if we'll pray. It doesn't matter. Friends, remember, the early church was under Roman rule, and the church flourished under Roman rule, which was a, basically a barbaric government. I mean, slaughtering Christians all the time. And that's the government Jesus chose to begin his church in. And now we have literally one of the most comfortable countries in the history of the world. And we're like, we've lost our way a little bit. Okay, I got turned up the heat a little bit there. I want you to vote. I want you to be informed. I want you to have your convictions. But I want to caution you from making that number one in your life, ultimate in your life. It has to come far down the list under Jesus's leadership. Does that make sense? Okay, so let's make the transition. Let's not react to everything. Let's pray. Let's not judge everything. Hey, hey, tell me about your life experience so I can understand. I want to listen to you. Let's do that as a community. When we see stuff going on the news, instead of firing off a partisan article, what if we took a week to pray about it? Here's the thing, I have, uh, regarding the situation in Gaza, I have Jewish people I love and I have Palestinian people I love that I know personally. It's not an easy situation, it's complex. Okay, I, I, I know people who live in Palestine. Great people. We can't just have knee-jerk reactions to everything. We can't just judge everything. We gotta grow in compassion. Oh, let me pray. Oh, help teach me. I want to listen to you. And let's let's let Jesus take us deeper into our journey of discipleship. Does that make sense? Yes. Amen. Amen. Let me just finish with this. Let me finish with this. There's always more on the notes if you want more. I've been saying this a little bit more uh, the last few months, but as I sit here in this room and I pray and I have devotional times and I just think about the future of the church. Here's, here's the conclusion I'm coming to, that really the emphasis of the Holy Spirit and, and the leadership of Jesus in his church, in our community, in our nation, in the world, it's not going to be a particular method it's not going to be a particular model or a particular movement. It's not going to be one of those things where the Lord is taking us, friends, is to a man, to a depth of character. So the Holy Spirit, he's not saying, oh, if you just align with that movement or that method or over here to that particular denomination, he's not, that's not the thing. The thing is, he's taking us to Christ. And if he takes us to Christ, there's a certain character that will connect to a depth of character. 
In other words, he's leading us to maturity that's in him. I mean, so many today are like, well, are you with that movement? Are you, do you guys do this kind of worship? Or it, it's the totally wrong conversation. The Spirit's taking us to the man. And I don't, you know, if you leave this place and you go to another city, go to places where they're all about that man. Not a particular kind of worship or a style or a you know, particular denomination. It, it's all part of the big picture. Like we need all the different parts of the body of Christ. But at the end of the day, we want to be a part of something that is obsessing over one person, one thing. It's the man Christ Jesus. And if, if we really are in a real way, have him number one, we'll become like him. And he's compassionate. He cares about people. He doesn't look over the situations going on in our nation and go, I don't care. You know, that's an evidence that we're young and immature. I don't care about that. That's what we say when we're young. I don't care. Now, Jesus says, I do care. I see that you're weary. I see that you're scattered like sheep without a shepherd, and I want to shepherd you. We, we as Christians, we don't say, I don't care. We choose to care. And that might mean helping a couple people or a couple thousand or a couple million. If we just give our little two cents to the Lord, he could multiply that. Or our little loaves and fish, he could do anything. We choose to care. Again, the future is not like, oh, you know, is the house of prayer going this? It doesn't, I don't, it's not about where we're going. It's we're going after Jesus. I want to press into that man. And over time, I want to become more like him. And I want a community that's more like him. Does that make sense? The Holy Spirit wants to take us to this man. He wants to take us to this place of maturity. Ephesians 4, 13 to 16. He wants us to grow into his likeness. And you know what? I, I would love to have 24-7 prayer. I mean, I talk about it all the time. I think he's going to do it in his time. But that's just the shell. That's just the doing I want there to be within that a people becoming like Jesus. Because we could have all kinds of neat technology and songs going and all, you know, hundreds of people worshiping, but I want us to be moving toward the man, Jesus. I want to become like him. I want people to be able to look in at, you know, the house of prayer, people who come here and pray and go, you know what, those people care. They're compassionate, they listen, they don't just judge. They don't just, you know, assume the worst. He is shepherding us through our life circumstances to make us more like him. I'll end right there. Amen and amen. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray into this for one moment. I think I went about a half hour there. But let's just group together, groups of three or four, just get a buddy or a new friend and let's just say lord touch me maybe there's a particular kind of person that you just maybe it's the panhandlers <laughs> maybe we all need to get delivered of insensitivity but just think lord give me more compassion let's ask him let's get together twos threes fours and just pray into maybe the holy spirit put his finger on an area and you're like yeah man i need to grow there but let's uh, focus our our efforts in prayer in that direction and uh uh, we'll do that for maybe the next 10, 15 minutes, whatever the Lord does, but then we'll end with that, okay? So find a buddy real quick here. And uh, let me just say a real quick prayer. Heavenly Father, we just, we've looked into the Word, we've looked into Scripture, we see that you are a, a man that is moved by compassion.
Moved with compassion, Lord, make us like that. And I want to just lift up those who are uh, tuning in through Facebook. I pray, Lord, that, um, Lord, you would touch their hearts, Lord. Fill us with your compassion. Fill us with love for people. And uh, bless them. Bless them for tuning in tonight. In the name of Jesus, amen. For more messages like this one, please visit our online teaching library at gphop.org teachings. If you found this free material helpful in your walk with God, please prayerfully consider a generous donation. To give, please visit gphop.org donate. That's gphop.org donate. Thank you, and may the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you today.